I'm Osher Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Hello and welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, the Bachelor of Australia podcast that asked the question, Zevi, was that a gigantic waste of time? Well, I mean... That's kind of the question on Australia's lips right now, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it just? I'm sure a lot of people feel like they've been a little bit robbed. Um, well, some people probably feel like they were nicked. <laughs> <laughs> just thought of that. Quite That's good. That's really good. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, thanks yeah. for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look. Yeah. Uh, we ought to we ought to say, uh, <laughs> first things first. Um, jog it in. Jog it right in. Yep. Listeners, you've been jogging it in with us all season and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, 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 you know, we're, uh, spoiler warning. Um, we're going to discuss the ending of The Bachelor Australia season six with uh, with Nikki Cummins. Yep, unless um, you've been living under a bachelor-sized rock, you know what happened. Yes. We know what happened. Right. Nick chose nobody. Yeah, yeah. The hell's up with that? Um, yeah, because I wanted to put money on it and <laughs> it wasn't an option on yeah. Sportsbet. Wait, wait, tell me about that. No, I don't know. <laughs> because at the beginning of the season, Brittany was the clear odds-on favourite, so... Yeah, and, and... If you bet with the bookies, what happens? Did you place a bet? Get in touch. Uh, I've I've looked into this, actually. Finally, oh, you have. Finally that okay. you mentioned this, because most of the main booking uh, companies, which I won't name because I, you know... Sure. Um, have decided that they are going to refund people's bets. Wow. Because they, 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 even they were so stunned by this. Well, I mean, there's no way to predict a tie or a no outcome, and perhaps that wasn't even an option on the slate. I don't think it was. Yeah. Mm, very interesting, Xavier Rebetsky-Noonan. Mm, thank you very much for that observation, my friend Max Quinn. We host the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Our friend Kelly Dawn Helmerich usually hosts it with us, um, and she will host it a little bit later in the show. What's going to happen is that me and Zave will discuss the first half of the two episodes, the first episode of two, mm-hmm. and then Kelly will join us for the second. Yes, uh, Kelly has experienced some technicolog- technological issues. Yep, that's what it was. Uh, and I don't Computer know. Computer broke. Yeah, that was essentially what it was, mm. what it boils down to. Uh, not to use all the jargon and, and lingo <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Uh, if you're not a, quite as computer savvy as uh, Maxwell, no, and I. we're quite a jingoistic podcast, aren't we? <laughs> we certainly are. Um, but yes, yeah, so Kelly fans, <laughs> Kelly fans, we boy, have we got a treat for you? That's right. The big dog Kel Keller self coming right up, going to jog it in about halfway through this podcast. <laughs> That's right. She's sort of uh, she's going to come at us with pace. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it's me and Maxi, um, and we'll be talking about the first episode. But also, I, I do want to find out your, you know, what what you thought about that finale because that on, on, obviously that's the main, yes, the crux of this whole thing. So there were two amazing things that happened. The first one I think was that uh, Brooke dumped Nick, 
Right. We'll yes. get there. I think that was an excellent piece of television and a fucking cool thing that we, to see on The Bachelor. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And it kind of confirms our suspicion that she may be the coolest fucking person. Absolutely. Now, number two, this might be a bit controversial. Nick did the right thing. Mmm. Very interesting take. Yes. Um, and, and, and that was my big question is like, you know, obviously a lot of people are feeling like... Uh, this was very unexpected, obviously, and uh, and and you know there are a lot of hurt feelings going around and that sort of thing. You feel bad for everybody involved, certainly. Um, but you know it's very easy to look at Nick and go, um, "Hey, mate, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> How fucking hard is it? Look at these two babes, <laughs> or whatever." Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I I will be curious to hear. Um, what everyone's thoughts on the matter are. Okay, so my thoughts here. Nick did the overall responsible thing by picking neither of them with the three huge caveats that. Number one, Nick did an entirely reckless and irresponsible thing by being on a love TV show for money when he was clearly not ready for a relationship in the first place. Is Okay, that's a very strong take. So you reckon it was he was seeing dollar, dollar signs the whole time? Dollar dollar bills. Yeah. Nick also wasted the time of 28 women and the time of the entire nation in what appears to be a significant publicity ruse for his new book, The Honey Badger Guide to Life, which, as of the date of recording, comes out tomorrow, Xavier. Mm, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And number three, mm. book release. Notwithstanding, Nick picked an awful time to finally start operating with a conscience and probably could not have done uh, more damage to his personal brand if he was trying to. See, that I feel like is the the thing that I can agree with the most out the gate. Yes. And the thing that maybe negates the two other points, which is if he's looking for money, if he's looking for publicity, if he's looking to boost his personal brand, as, you know, uh, we've observed a lot of people go into this show to do. Certainly. And the show probably wouldn't function without it. That's so we right. can't be all that water. Thank you. Right. But the fact that it has ended so cataclysmically yeah. and catastrophically... Yeah. You know, if he was just looking to, um, you know, amass some, you know, what, Instagram followers, book purchases, that sort of thing, uh, would he have made the decision that he ultimately did? It's really hard to say. I think that he ultimately made the right decision. He could have made a more populist choice. He could have made a more populist choice. He, that also, though, lends to the Blake Garvey, right? Hmm? So, Blake Garvey picked Sam Frost. Yes. Three days later, he picked Louise Pillage. Right. The nation hates Blake Garvey. Yes. Still to this day. Yes. He is the least popular uh, person in Australia. There is an easier path to redemption for the Honey Badger for the sheer reason that you and I are sitting here going... You can understand that he did it for this reason. Yeah. Oh, look at this. This might be another thing where he has actually considered uh, his place in Bachelor history and also, you know, his position in IRL. Mm. It's certainly more redeemable than Blake Garvey. Yes. I have a million questions at this point. And we watched, because directly after the finale aired, they teased the 7pm project exclusive interview mm. with Nick Cummins, um, which we, we hung around for a couple of days to watch, hoping that it would provide some extra answers. Did it provide you any answers? I did not find any answers in that. There was really nothing there. No. The most telling thing that I thought uh, about that interview was Nick saying, look, you know, if... I was going to pick someone and then just waste three months of their life and leave a huge scar on their heart. You know, why would I do it? 
He did that to 28 people. That is exactly what he did to everyone, isn't it? What? Yeah. Was he going to double the hurt for one girl? Mm. Is that how that happens? Is that the, is that the clause? I don't know what Where's I Tim would... Tim Allen? <laughs> <laughs> What's Tim Allen got to do with it? The, the Santa Claus? Oh, I understand. <laughs> I was thinking, like, he didn't play Freddy Krueger, did he? No, 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 no. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I, and and I want to compare it as well to what happened on US Bachelor. True. Um, which, uh, you know, the most recent season saw The Bachelor picking someone and then later in the very same episode, while it was all being broadcast, you know, like, uh, you know, playing out live in front of our very eyes, he sort of changed his mind. <laughs> which was Ditched horrible. Ditched her and then picked the second woman, which is kind of what a lot of people thought might happen here. Yes. And there's still a lot of speculation at the time of recording... Um, I went past a news agent earlier today and just saw the, you know, the big displays of all the covers of like Who magazine, New Idea, all this sort of stuff. The big four. Everybody's got a different theory on who he's dating. They're all people from the show. Yep. They're all, you know, yeah, they're all, I guess, probably from the final four or whatever. What about the mystery woman from Manly? Do you hear about this theory? I don't know if I did. Oh, he's spotted outside a nightclub with a woman with long brown hair. Oh, he likes hair. He certainly does. He has it. (laughs) In spades. Hey, the other thing we should talk about is that The Bachelorette is about to premiere. Oh, true. Yeah, we will be covering this season in its entirety. There are so many characters uh, from that show that I would like to get to. The first one and most obvious one that we should just touch on now before we talk about the rest of them later is Aldi Nick. Oh, I thought you were going to say Aldi (laughs) Ochen. Clear up the pronunciation. But no, you're talking about what's his name? Yeah, what's his name who has the same haircut as Nick Sands, the mustache? Yes. From the Northern Territory. If you were to place a doppelganger on the show and shave him, Mm. oh boy. Yeah. It is an interesting pick because uh, Nick is experiencing what... I think it would be fair to say a bit of a dip in popularity. Uh, and so people who resemble Nick may be finding themselves having a bit of a harder time at this point. Now, unlike Osher, who did this perfectly, and we are led to believe that he is pretty perfect. Osher. Sweet Osh. I, I actually think, yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Now, Oshie timed his book release with The Bachelor, with a physical transformation, and with a tale of redemption. Mm. Nick timed his book release... With the heartbreak of 28 women consecutively. Mm. Play it out in front of a national audience. It is an interesting marketing strat. If I was Nick, I would fire my publicist. Yeah. And then I would fire myself. Well, here's the thing. Maxwell Quinn. Yeah, true. Who Speaking you know from hello. this podcast. Yes. Has timed the finale of The Bachelor and the finale episode of his Bachelor podcast to yep. line up very well with the release of his new single. This is hot shit. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not called "This Is Hot Shit," <laughs> although that is the oh, first this review. Is hot shit. <laughs> That's it. It's a rap song. Yeah, yeah. Um, Juicy J is the is the co-write. Three Six Mile Forever. Wow. You know, how do you score such a big name? Look, when you've got a name as small as yours, <laughs> seven letters. <laughs> you've got to shoot for a six, Juicy J. Oh, true. That's even yeah, shorter. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, so... Did Nick do the right thing? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's really hard to say. It's I think tough. That Nick did the right thing uh, in the situation that he was placed in, but Nick did the wrong thing by going on the show to begin with. Yeah, and I also think he put himself in that situation to, in, a, in a number of ways. Yes. Now, we should talk about the brook of it all. Yes. Well, that's the thing, because you and I are here to discuss the first episode we watched this week. Yes. Or last week, I suppose. Mm. Um, we 
should probably just get into a recap. I agree. Um, this was a slightly less eventful episode than the finale. Um, and Max is, uh, you know, oh, we'll have plenty to say about that. Yes, of course, of course. Up. But um, for the time being, let us discuss The Bachelor Australia, season Ooh, six, four. episode 15. 14? 15? <laughs> you what? repeated the thing you said <laughs> that was wrong. Yeah, we got to 15. <laughs> Wild. Mm-hmm. We got to 16. We did. Wow. Mm, spoilers. <laughs> we did warn people. Eight weeks. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You can never get in that back, Australia. No. Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, it's. we're fighting against that, aren't Badger. we? But here's the thing. I think a lot of the people who were saying that they had their time wasted mm. may not have heard the incredibly good podcast that That's covered true. every moment in explicit detail. That's it, you know. And the real lesson that we have learned here is that there were two winners... Of this show, one of them was female friendship. Mm. The other one was this, the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Right, podcast I was going to say three winners. Thank you very much, you, me, Kelly. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. also true. I just want to touch on uh, before we get into the recap. I know you said the dramatic. No, no, this is fine. We're all about title. breaking with convention on our finale episode. True, episodes. this is what we do. Uh, if listeners will recall the dramatic ending to the finale episode a few seasons ago where I died. Yes. <laughs> and then what was the Bachelor of Hearts finale? Uh, Bachelor of Hearts finale. That's our podcast. That's was, yet no, to no, come. No. What was the... Uh, what was the last season? Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. Remember? And we were all good to go for the whole season. And then Kelly... Whoa, vanished. vanished. Without a trace. Yep, without a trace. Left on the beach with a big help me written in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Nick's goodbye speech. Yes. I just want to touch on it. Okay. Because it reminded me of actually something that I say all the time. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm fascinated by this. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Because there are a few... I mean, you're not like a... Uh, big repeater. You're good with words. You know, you're yep. always coming up with new stuff to talk about. Brand new sayings. The yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... You know, jog it in. Nick's goodbye speech was a lot like one of my pieces of life advice, which I give all the time. Say Isn't it with me. That interesting. And so here I go. I could not possibly at, at this, this time, time in, in life, life in, in good, good faith, faith consider, consider at the, the time, time of speaking, speaking presently, presently with, with all the all conscience in my mind, mind to consider... To consider Situationally of the context To continue Down the path Jogging in of which we were travelling With pace Right now To continue Without acquiring more bees Yes Yes Yes. So I just want to Petition Nick I know he's you know, absentee. He's in absentia on the Kokoda track at the moment. Right. He's fled the country. Yeah. So Which I don't, I honestly <laughs> don't blame him. Really. I don't blame him either. I think Blake still lives in Bali. Mm. And isn't it funny that you heard from a friend of a friend, yeah. I don't know if our listeners have been following the whole time, you, yeah. might, you might know, yeah. that he actually did take a bit of an excursion. That's it. And, yeah. Uh, after so the, the show uh, finished filming, and this kind of makes a bit more sense now, doesn't it? Doesn't it? So... I am friends with someone who is friends, who is friends with Nick. And we can't say who any of these people, these interconnecting links are. No, because they're all famous. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. And we don't want to sell anyone out. We We don't want anyone's brand being tarnished by an association. We're not tarnishing any associations. Mm. And so this friend 
of a friend who is friends with Nick. Mm. Got a phone call from Nick the day after filming wraps after they get back from New Caledonia. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nick says, we're going bush. And the question that I've been posing this entire season, Nick's gone outdoors with this person. Right. The question I've been asking is, what does that mean? Xavier, the answer is it means that he picked nobody as we predicted six weeks ago on the podcast. <laughs> I guess so. And uh, yeah, and so what it means is he doesn't want to talk to anyone. He doesn't want to look anyone in the eyes because nope. he, he made a big boo-boo. No, no, made a big mistake. And mm. we've got all the intelligentsia on that from the inside via a friend of a friend who is friends with Nick. And you can only get these high-quality scoops on the best Bachelor podcast that isn't on like one of the bigger <laughs> sort of networks or sponsored by anyone or doesn't have any of those... I, mean, I tell you, why When our computer breaks down, we just have to not have someone on the show because <laughs> we've got no money and that sort of thing. Why isn't Kelly... Uh, wait. Why aren't Mamma Mia paying us for this? I don't know. I think they should get us in. Or at least Mamma Mia Here We Go Again should give us a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Cannot we continue? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should. <laughs> with... With a blah, 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 blah. 16. 15. Fuck. 14? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, there's three last dates. Except they're not the last dates. <laughs> but anyway, first up is Sophie. And if you haven't been following, Sophie is having some problems opening up and telling Nick how much she, uh, how much he means to her. Yeah. Now, and this has been going on since the Pilates date in episode one. Right. This is Sophie's whole arc. Yes. Her arc has been, I have been having trouble expressing myself. Yes. And her personality is that she likes water. That's true. We've seen a lot of her enjoying water, and then we also got to a point where we worked out that her nickname was Termaloaf. Yes, because she is the I, she was called both the Sophonator yep. and Sophaloaf. Sophaloaf. So we've combined those. There we go. This is nice. I like that anyone can listen to this finale and be just as weirded out Very by it. Very inclusive. <laughs> yeah. We are. Um, so Nick picks her up by the water pretty good <laughs> um, in a white convertible and they I believe the term is fang it uh, towards their date I'm confused hmm. picks her up by the water yes not in a boat isn't that interesting yeah I mean it could be we don't see whether or not the car would survive a trip on the water it could be one of those like car mm, boats sort a of hovercraft is yeah. that what a hybrid car is pretty sure that's what that is yeah, yeah. so he's in a Prius yeah listeners write in if we're wrong <laughs> um, in the form of a five star review on iTunes of thank course thank you very much mm-hmm um, so while their hair is being blown around and the engine is roaring, um, they attempt to sort of debrief about the hometowns. Sophie says that her family really liked Nick um, before they arrive at an airport and Nick reveals that they are going to go skydiving. Bum, ba, ba, <laughs> and right on cue, Sophie says, I thought you didn't like heights. I'm petrified of heights. Are you kidding? It's The Bachelor. Sorry, someone has to dive out of a plane contractually once every season. Right, exactly. Remember when poor Simone had to do it? God, that was heartbreaking. That was terrible. Absolutely horrible. Mm. Well, they get kitted up in their skydiving gear and they get in the plane and they're very nervous as it's taking off. Um, but I noticed the logo of the brand that is sponsoring the date is in much clearer focus and bigger on screen than the actual Bachelor and his date. Yeah, this is very odd. <laughs> yes, isn't it? Particularly when you consider what happens, um, <laughs> because they, they get up to the right altitude and they open up the door and they sort of dangle their legs out of the side of the plane. And then we hear the pilot yell out, gust of wind, the wind's too strong. And Nick's instructor explains that it's no longer safe for them to jump. So... 
again I ask you. Hmm. Did anyone catch that from my cat? <laughs> I hope so. That was great. Jeff, the question that you have asked is a valid one. Was this a giant waste of time? Mm, yes, it's hard not to see the parallels between uh, the outcome of this little exercise and the outcome of the uh, show as a whole, isn't it? There's just something about getting halfway up, almost, you know, reaching the peak of your journey. Sure. And then just deciding, gust of wind. Mm. Mm. Only thing is, I would say that at the end, that finale really fucking took a dive off a cliff, which, <laughs> which is not the case here. But then in voiceover, Nick says, often people come together through tough experiences. In this case, being nervous as hell together is something we could both relive in the future. No. Remember that time we didn't do something together? Oh, good Lord. Yeah, it becomes clear that we've definitely wasted the first 15 minutes of the episode here. Fantastic stuff, show. Just excellent from but the I, show. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like it in a way, because we are sort of their table setting in a way. You know, they're like, uh, be prepared, because there's more disappointment to come. <laughs> um, but cut to Nick and Sophie at a batchy couch on the ground, obviously. <laughs> It'd be funny. <laughs> what if they set one up in midair? That'd be cool. That'd be sick. Hover couch. Mm-hmm. A hybrid. <laughs> yes um, Nick finally asks her This question Which should be Like a night one question In my opinion Yes How would you see us Going forward Outside of this What does that look like Oh for fuck's sake Nick It's a good question It's a great question Would have Hurry up with yeah. it Yeah um, and Sophie replies with this pretty wonderful speech when she says, when I do close my eyes and I forget about all the hustle and bustle of all this fancy stuff, I think about how much you and I have in common. And it's pretty clear, I think, that they're like not from anything we've been shown necessarily, but from this discussion, that their like morals and values really do seem to line up. Certainly. Sophie says, the love, the passion and the drive would be endless. Um, she tells him she's never been more vulnerable and begins to tear up. She says, I am very clearly falling head over heels for you. And I will be there, very open and willing to start something amazing with you. And in very true batchy form, he smiles and he nods and he doesn't say a thing before leaning in for a kiss. It's a classic move. Mm. We saw it with Blake Garvey. You see it with all of the bachelors who are not willing to give that... Uh, information away and this is the rare example of a TV show where actions kind of don't speak louder than words mm. right like mm. that's such a societal saying right and to a certain extent like I think it's lived in I don't know at least in my life like I love it when people show me things rather than say things you know it's like here I believe this and I've proved it by showing you this. And this is a move that can work. Yes. And can be really sweet and romantic and thoughtful and nice. Definitely. But it, within this context where there's so much secrecy and the idea is that he can't give too much away or whatever, it just becomes kind of ominous, I think. Mm, it feels like... Uh, it's kind of a cop-out. Yeah. 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 And like I understand that certainly in that situation... You're an Australian rugby player who I assume is used to rooting and you would be pretty feeling pretty hot and heavy for these beautiful women mm -hmm. who are throwing themselves at you and have been over the course of these three months. Sure. It's really difficult because the constraints of the show mean that Nick can't say straightforwardly, I am in love with you. Right. Let's remarry, as they do at the, the revised ending of Casablanca. Right? Um... 
I thought Casablanca got voted off last week. (laughs) 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 Um, But that's that's kind of the conceit of the show. There has to be a way around that Mm. for him to be able to sufficiently convince these women that he cares about them without the audience and without the women themselves losing interest. And we see that a little bit later where he's just clearly not able to give Brooke what she needs. Yeah. 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 We'll cut to Brit, um, and if you haven't been following, Brit seems like she's going to win, but Nick's previous relationship with Cass caused her a lot of distress last week, and so they haven't spoken since. Yeah. So, this is a bit up in the air. Um, kind of like the skydiving situation. Oh, good, good. Uh, Nick pulls up to Brit in a very branded ice cream truck. I'm trying to avoid dropping the names of the brands this Yeah, time. that's cool. Yeah. Just, uh, just seeing how it goes. Gelato Messina ice cream truck. Okay, so you're going to say that. <laughs> was it Gelato Messina? Yeah, it was. Oh, fuck. I tried to go the other way. <laughs> no, it like, know, definitely was. No, 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 no. But you know there's that... Um, What's the other one? Bicken, Bickenhead? You've made that up. No, there's that's some it. kind that's of Italian... Bickenhead. <sighs> yeah, no, that's the name of a suburb near Dremoyne. You're yeah. right. Um, mispronounced. Even. Move and pick. Move and pick. Oh yeah. I've you remember that. that's a sponsor of the show so, also. So now we've dropped a couple more. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I mean Street. now it's now it's cloudy. Who could say which ice cream <laughs> brand it is? Because we've named so many. Yeah. So the paddle pop lion gets out of the van. <laughs> he kind of has the same type he of vibe. Has a bit of a somewhere in the middle of Chad Kroger, the paddle pop lion, and Zach. Braff Dax Shepard. <laughs> You're going to say Galfinakis. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a truck. It's a, it has the cr- the creams of your dreams written on the side. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Just a bit full on. Um, Nick offers Brit some ice cream, saying it's two for four smooches. Uh, this comes up again a couple of times. Yeah, it's really where weird. Where he like, has to cash it in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very strange. Is um, that an official Messina, I mean, uh, ice cream place question mark policy? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I will say that I like that he has borrowed smooches from your specific lexicon. I do definitely use that word quite often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they debrief about hometowns as well. Uh, Brit's family liked Nick. Even though they, quote, had some reservations about the cast thing. Of course. Sure. Um, we we don't learn anything new here. There's no think. new information provided. No. Um, and then Nick says something about how Brit is a classic Hollywood beauty, and therefore, the next part of the date, they're going to climb a lighthouse together. I don't get it. I don't. <laughs> We're going to movie world on the Gold Coast, <laughs> where we see Xavier's friends, the, the- super- Gremlins. The Gremlins. There yeah. you go. It's the Great Gremlins yep. ride, which All is probably right. even more frightening now that they've been Ooh. gathering dust for 20 years or whatever. Now, this is this podcast, and I'm almost certain that we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. But if we haven't talked about it... People could use a refresher. I need you to Google, if you're listening to this right now, hello, Max Quinn speaking with a <laughs> huge hit of life advice. Mm-hmm. Google, woman marries roller coaster. <laughs> I don't know if we have talked about this actually oh, on the podcast. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, so what you will find is this woman who is on one of those uh, My Strange Addiction type shows. Great, yes. And she's addicted to being in love with her roller coaster that she has bought from a dilapidated theme park. Mm. And you look at this photo, and she is pressed. She's just pressed herself against this roller coaster, which she is married, um, and the roller coaster's name Bruce. Right. And I always look at this photo, and I think like to be loved. As much as 
this woman loves so dearly her roller coaster named Bruce. Mm. Should we should be so lucky to mm. know such true love? Actually, have you ever seen this? I haven't seen it. No. Okay, I want to get your honest and true reaction. Okay. Do 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 do. Love is kind of like a roller coaster, <laughs> you know, in my opinion. Yeah, it's interesting. We do have Ronan Keating on um, for the second half of the podcast. <laughs> That's gonna be sick. Look at how much this woman loves her roller coaster name, Bruce. So here's the thing that I wasn't picturing is I was thinking maybe it was the part that you sit in or make contact with. Oh, no. No. What it is is the track. Yeah. It's blue. It looks... I mean... Matches it's one the of jacket. The, it's one of the better roller coaster parts that I've ever seen, it's an to be quite honest. roller coaster part. Not that yeah. I'm like coming for this woman's man or anything. No, no, no. Certainly. Not to assume the gender of this <laughs> roller coaster either. How could I? Bruce, the uh, gender agnostic... Roller coaster. You would have to think they would subscribe to different. We're not experts on this. Field. No, we no, would love yes. to have her on as a guest. <laughs> um. That's what true love is, and that's what I think Nick wasn't paying attention to this right. season. Yeah, I just, I'm not sure that he spent enough time looking at that photo. Mm. Mm. Do 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 do. I'm back and I'm falling. She's smiling. She's living. She's golden. She lives for me. She says she lives for motivation. Her own motivation, she comes round and she goes down on me. And I can make it smile like a drug for you. Do ever what you want to do, coming over you. Keep on smiling what we go through. One stop to the rhythm that provides. There's got to be a roller coaster. Please let this stop. And I speak to be with the roller with the verse. Drop another line with the coda with the curse. Coming like a freak show, take the stage. With giving the game she plays, she say, I want something else. This song has no roller coaster. Get me through this. Semi-charm kind of life Roller Baby, baby I want something Harmony I want something, something else. else Oh, you want me to do the Oh, no, no, no It's fine I just, I just want Yeah Goodbye <laughs> <laughs> So, I, yeah I don't get this lighthouse thing um, But they have a wonderful view Of the whole city of Sydney Including landmarks like the Harbour Bridge, Centrepoint Tower, and the Sydney Horse Racing Results House. <laughs> Hello, guys. Hello. Topical. Interesting that we are uh, going to project. Wait, you've just done this. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Continue. Um, Can you call do- it the Sydney Opera Horse? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That was good. Okay. Um, the Sydney Opera bloody TAB. Or something. That's great. The fucking fascists. Fascists in the field. Mm. Mm. Not Mm. bad. Oh, yes. So, there are a lot of atrocities committed on this week on The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) But I honestly feel like this may be the part that I got the most incensed about. And I think people are looking in the wrong place, thinking about the finale, thinking like, oh, we were robbed. We had our our time wasted, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, But this really attacked me in much more of a personal sort of a way. You can feel that it's hit you right in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Right in the heart strings, you might say. Mm. Mm. So, Britt and Nick arrive at an outdoor batchy couch. And Nick says, quote... Tonight, we're going to sit down and listen to a three-string trio. Not what it's called. Come on. They're called... Oh, no, sorry. He goes, a three-string trio, they're called. So, it's like someone has told him that, and he is sharing this... Ugh, Jesus. This, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like, do you know the meme of the... um? They're clearly at a gig, and it's a couple, and the girl has this horrified <laughs> oh, look I on her face. Oh, I love this new meme. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the meme of the moment. Meme of the moment. Uh-huh. It's a return segment. And he's like... Whispering in her ear about something, and she looks disgusted. Mm. This is that where yes. he's like a three-piece uh, trio. They're called. Well, actually, they're uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, it's really interesting that he is um 
you know, getting a hold of his three-piece feed here. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to think about chicken, hey? Mm. Uh, yeah. Is quite it... a zinger, don't you think? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, hot and spicy popcorn <laughs> nuggets. I don't eat meat. Guys, <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about something else, but I, I need to get through this. Tonight, we're going to sit down and listen to a three-string trio, they're called. No. Basically, a bunch of units on an instrument that fang out a few beats. I've never been more outraged in my <laughs> entire life. Truly Nick is wrong more times in this one sentence than he usually is in an entire episode. Truly, this is something that I would say to parody Nick. <laughs> right, right. It's like the Mad Magazine version of Nick. Almost certainly, this is, this is the kind of shit that I say when I deliberately want to upset people. Yes, it is one blurp away from something I would say. <laughs> God almighty. Anyway, the trio who are not a three-string trio, uh, play a waltz for almost eight bars uninterrupted before narration takes over. Pretty good eight bars, though. Oh, terrific. I would have liked it to go for the whole episode. Ah. Um, and Nick starts doing these obviously jokey dance moves right in front of them. Yeah, he's like biting them. Berating them. <laughs> Bar. Yeah, okay. Would have worked better on the ballet date, uh, maybe. And I think also the jokey dance moves would have worked better on the ballet date. And they did. And now they're done and we don't have to do it again. Yeah, this is rude, I thought. I mean, it's fine. I get it. Like, obviously, yeah, if it's, it's fine, fine, then it's got to be fine It's now. whatever. Yeah. But um, as Brit joins him, the trio is faded out and we hear this generic batchy score instead. I was. I'm glad you're keeping the levity because I was fucking livid about this. Oh, yeah. I was really not having a good time. After the break, at another batchy couch for some reason. How many of these do they produce? I don't know. What do you think the couch budget is for this show? Maybe it's just one and they have to hoof it around all the time. Look, working on a TV show where we have bought some couches, mm. couches are not cheap. No. Yeah. No. And you can't just get one off Gumtree like you do in real life. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did we? I don't know. Mm. Um, but couches are not cheap. No. Well, yeah, Nick says, I think Brit was pretty impressed with that string trio I organized and trained. No. And so at this point, I threw the remote at the TV, and I actually <laughs> haven't seen any more of the episode. So, Max, if you'd like to take over. <laughs> so, I'll just recap. Just the rest of the, ep- the episode? Yep. Yep, cool. Okay. And I'll so, do some fun little jokes and color commentary along the way. That sounds great. All right. So, we got to this point. Okay. Um... Batchy Couch, Nick does the train, the trio. It got to... The sky was gold, it was rose. I was taking sips of it through my nose and I wish I could get back there. Someplace back there, smiling in the pictures you would take. But doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break it. Don't stop. Now, here I was thinking I had cut that part. (laughs) (laughs) I love a callback. Britt confronts Nick about the cast situation, saying she was shocked and confused to learn that they had had a relationship at all, True. since Cass had apparently said that they were just friends. True. Nick tells her that they went on a couple of dates, but they didn't really hit it off, and that they that he enjoyed having her in the house, but the time came to do what was right for him, so he sent her home. No, this is wrong. Mm. He, I mean, clearly they got it off, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, I feel like they must have. Yes. Um, That was still not even confirmed in the um, project interview or anything. Which is terrible. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. 
when we speak to Kelly, we definitely do ask her about the timeline that she has put together. Yes. Because there are horses involved. Right. There are trips to uh, the Gold Coast. She's done some very good deep research. She's really gone very deep on this. Mm. Um, but anyway, the issue is resolved. And Britt says, so I guess if you're wondering where I'm at, I don't know how else to say it other than I'm all in. And just for me, just so you know, when I do say something, I mean it. This is the worst. I would I would love to play poker with Brit. Mm. Just in case you're wondering, no, I'm definitely all in. <laughs> Sounds really... I would love... Here you go. These are all of my chips. My chippies, I call them. Chipolatas. <laughs> you just like the way she says I'm all in? Yeah, is that why you want yeah, to play? Yeah, yeah okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. They share a kiss. We cut to commercial. That's how it goes. Mm, that's the Pool show. Full house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, finally, it's Brooke's turn. And if you haven't been following, Brooke is the best, but she still needs some reassurance that Nick actually has feelings for her. How could this go, Xavi? Oh, who could say? I mean, <laughs> what Nick clearly has so many wrong? strong feelings for everyone, right? <laughs> Well, Nick pulls up to Brooke on a motorbike saying, hey, cheeky babe, and going in for a kiss. Hey, cheeky babe. Mm. How often do you... Who... That's a fun little Nickism. I'll give him credit for that. Okay. It's a fun little bit of Australiana, maybe? Yeah. Which is all he does. That's. I mean, that's, that's all that he's got going for him. But would you enjoy that if someone called you, hey, cheeky babe? Not so much. Yeah. Oh, actually, me, maybe. But I think, yeah, it, it may not be the most respectful, I guess. I don't know. Perhaps not. Could There's be a sign of affection. Maybe they discussed 1950s it. about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he tells her it's time for a bit of a burn. Hooray! Hey! And he pulls out a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> um, after a boring travel montage, they arrive at a gazebo where a suddenly shirtless Nick explains to a somewhat exposed but still TV-friendly Brooke that they're going to paint on one another, and the two paintings will come together to form one whole picture. Yuck. I actually feel like this is kind of cute. I feel like, I mean, I mean, like, it's a little, like, new-agey, couple like, you know, yeah. this is how we'll bond, but, you know. Well, there's something to be said for skin to skin, for certain. Mm. Mm. And if you have pets, uh, shout out Adam Levitan, uh, who is an American football commentator, who has pioneered this thing called skin to fur, which is where you grab your pet and you rub them up against your skin. Of course, uh, the human baby thrives on skin-to-skin contact, so if you've got a fur baby, then you just rub your skin to fur. Shout out to the furry community. (laughs) Oh, sub furries? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about you. Yeah, yeah. You forgot, really? I mean, I never really can truly forget, Mm, mm. but in this brief window of time... I'm going to have to ask Adam Levitan how he feels about furries. I would love that. Yeah. If we could have just a separate furry episode with whoever that is. We'll definitely go from there. That'll be great. Okay. Um, Nick does some little titty jiggles while they're laying down that base layer. Lol. Big fan. No. No, you don't like it? I know how to do it. Can you? No. Come on. He did it! Yeah! All right. Um, Not to open up my conspiracy corner again. No, no, no. Chemtrails, what have you. Definitely to open up my conspiracy corner again. Let's go. There's a moment where they cut ahead by quite a long time here, which I'm always a little bit suspicious about. And in voiceover, Brooke explains it by saying that they've been painting each other for so long that the sun's gone down. But it seems to me like this might have been ample time for a professional artist to come in and touch up these paintings a little bit. Accurate. Not that it's a huge deal. The other thing I noticed is that it seemed like Brooke was going first. Really establishing like an artistic style, timeline, and then and Nick, the style. Yeah, yeah. Nick kind of ripped her off. <laughs> if it, if it was two separate artists, 
which, you know, I'd like to see uh, maybe a handwriting comparison between the two oh, of them or something like that. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Anyway, it does. I think it actually does look pretty nice, like the end product. Oh, it looks lovely. Yes. Um, but then moments later, we're watching them make out underneath a hot shower, and the painting is gone. <laughs> so yeah, it's yuck as fuck. It's like we got this for an Instagram post or something, and then that's <laughs> it. I mean, couples can do that. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, after the break, it's back to a batchy couch. Brooke tells Nick that he's the most decent guy that she's met in a very, very long time. But she wants to know where he stands with her. Good. Yeah. Great question. And Nick, well, I mean, uh, uh, particularly because she's still not sure at this point in the competition. Exactly it's like, right. I mean, it should be considered also that Nick was asking Sophie this question. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was putting it to her. He should not be unprepared for this. Yeah, it's also kind of ballsy AF that she is just doing it to him. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because, like, so much of this show is based around the batchy man or woman. But yeah. typically... Like even More. in Bachelorette, yeah. I, it's a, it's a very like male dominated male power sort of structure. Certainly, um, and so it Patriarchy. does. Yeah, it it takes a bit of guts for her to for even even do as little as this, you know. Yeah, to ask. Right, and Nick says having three girlfriends is already a strange concept in itself, and then to have myself develop feelings further for three people is confusing. Oh, and it, and no. it hurts my heart because I know that's not how it normally would take Nick, place. Nick, no, normally mm. that's the word you've chosen. Yeah, mm. uh, and I'm finding it hard to break past barriers. I'm struggling for those feelings to move on with everyone and anyone. Wow. So, so I almost feel like he's hinting at what eventually turns out to happen. Mm. But also, I just feel like this isn't a super satisfying answer. I'm hearing some real Rosa Parks type shit here. In what way? Oh, he's just shattering the glass ceiling, you know, for people who... Oh, just like poor Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that. Like, it's really rough for him it's to have It's so rough for him to have three girlfriends and to have feelings for them all. And it's just, it's just great that he's standing up for the community of people who have three girlfriends with feelings of them all, but... Don't admit to what that is. Yeah. 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 yeah um, how that, that could exist uh, under normalcy. Yeah. 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 My heart really goes out. Mm. Brooke, uh, through tears, tells him the situation is just as difficult for her. Um, I can't force an answer. I don't want you to tell me what I want to hear. I just want you to be honest and give me some sort of reassurance that Great. you actually like me. So good. Really good. So we cut the commercial. <laughs> he doesn't do it. I don't strictly want this to just be like we hate Nick we hate Nick we hate Nick no but this was a good opportunity for him to prove he was uh, had some more emotional maturity or um, you know a, a bit more ability to discuss this stuff yeah um, and like I'm very aware of the fact that there is not that much he can say like there are a lot of things he's being stopped from saying certainly that um, but there are also there's room to move right yes. don't you think and the answer is not to just say nothing right the answer is to I mean the answer he has given before is to just shut up and kiss them, mm. which, I mean, we've debated the merits of that earlier mm. on the on the podcast. But I don't know. My thought here was like, Brooke really needs your reassurance, dude. She's and making it very clear that that's what she wants. Yeah. And you can give that in a, in a myriad of ways and you've chosen none. Yeah. None of those ways. And it was a little bit telling to hear him talk on the project about how... Brooke lives in Perth, and she's 23. Mm. 
Right. Those are two good points. Both Those two things he could have said. Like, very yeah, good in that interview, he mentioned, uh, you know, she's 23, she lives far away, and she needs that support structure. And it would be difficult or whatever, you know, or maybe wrong for him to try and pull her away from that for or sure. disrupt her life or whatever. Yeah. Great point. Where was it? Where was it on the show? And where was it six weeks ago, dude? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, let's cut to this road ceremony. Um, the final three stand on the bleachers, but then seemingly out of nowhere, Brooke just walks out the door. And we see her find Osha, who leads her to Nick. Remember Osha? Oh. He's on this show sometimes. Good book that that man released. Yeah. Yeah. I just started reading it. It's actually really good. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, that means you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, check out the book, Back After the Break, by mm. Osha Ginsberg. It's good. out now. It's good. Yeah. I'll plug it, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's a when I book. write a book, I assume he will plug it. Yeah, absolutely. At least I, I can do that, for my yeah. friend Osha. Anyway, Nick and Brooke sit together and Brooke explains, As much as I loved every single moment spending time with you, I just feel like a lot of things I'm asking. Unfortunately, I just feel like I'm not really getting that from you. Great. And I'm feeling a little bit of hurt. This is fucking cool. Yeah. I need to know that someone wants to spend time with me and love me. And I've asked you so many times and you've never really directly answered that. Great. And I know you can't in this situation. I understand that. But I feel like I really need that. I need a guy that knows what he wants. That's the key phrase, that baby. Is the, that is the line. Mm. And we go through the the next episode with Nick saying, I don't know what I want. Mm. I'm a, in a big cloud. Mm. How do I get myself into this How mess? do I get myself into this situation? My book comes out next week. Mm. Uh it is funny that it's the Honey Badger's Guide to Life as a, yeah. as a person who has proven that he doesn't necessarily have all the answers, right? That's completely true. Mm. He does have a lot of catchphrases, though. Yes, yeah. certainly. Um, in In the Moment, Nick tells the camera, I just need more time to advance my feelings, and that way I'm 100% confident that I can give her the life and the love she deserves. You don't have that. Mm. But I can tell that she doesn't have the time to give me. I don't love that. You're blamey. Yeah, a little bit. Brooke tells him, I care for you much more than you think. And he makes a lot of faces like he's got food poisoning or something mm. um, before saying, Brooke, I'm not going to stand in your way as much as I want to because my respect for you and how much I care for you outweighs the selfishness. And I want you to be happy. Oh, I'm saying this quickly, but he's like, I want you to be happy so I can walk you. Blurp, Blurp. Out to I'll the- buy you a drink next okay. time I see you. That's what he said on the project. Yeah. Not great. Now, I want to raise the question of this word that has come up multiple times, both in in the moment and post-show, where Nick has said... Is it the word blurp? Because actually I have been adding that in. <laughs> That's mostly me. He hasn't been saying it that much. It's the word respect. Yeah. Yeah. He said, out of respect for these women, I can't make this decision. I feel like it's easy to say that you respect people and someone and women <laughs> sure uh but i wish i was seeing that being backed up like it's so hard because it's it, it would be difficult in this situation definitely and i have sympathy for him as someone who um would struggle under similar circumstances yep for sure yep but i think i would try i i would have difficulty um saying that i was doing everything out of respect or you know, because it, 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 it it's not really for him to decide whether he's being respectful or not. True. And how respectful is it, this being the case, that 
someone would say to you, I really care about you. How do you feel about me? And you make out with them in lieu of saying something. Mm. And then to say, out of respect, mm. seeing as I really haven't given any verbal commitment mm. other than, you know, putting my mouth on your mouth. Mm. I'm not ready for it. I'm not feeling it. And it's a fine thing to say, but the crux of the TV show is that you've unfortunately led these women down the garden path for this long mm. and you have been unable to pull out contractually until this time. I wonder how far through Nick got and realized, oh, fuck. Mm. You know? Well, that's the big question, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. like, at what point... And, and he was asked this in the project interview and obviously he didn't answer it. Of course. Um, at what point did he realize he was going to pick nobody... Yeah, and then he just made out with Lisa Wilkinson. It was really weird. That was odd. Yeah. But honestly, I kind of shipped them. I was, yeah, I was I in for it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, boom, boom, boat sound effect, the whole well, thing. Yeah, shipping yeah. them, yes. Yeah. That's fun. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. They hug in front of the limo, and, and Nick's very grumpy, and he kicks the dirt, and he swears as she drives away. There was so much swearing earlier in the episode, they had to bleep this one. I think they must have a counter or something. Yeah, yeah. What was his um swear word of choice, do you reckon? Oh, at this moment? Yeah. Um, I think it was like drat. Oh, interesting. What do you think? I thought it was like um like flaming spin fangin. That was probably yeah. Yeah. That seems more likely. That seems like the right collection of words for him. Mm. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Mmm. It's not the end of this episode, though. That's right. We continue. We've got so much more to discuss. Now, Xavi, we'll take a quick break. We'll grab Kelly in a minute. But I want to talk before we get to Kel, Mm -hmm. big dog Kel Kel, (laughs) as we so affectionately call her on this podcast, Yes, 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 yes. about The Bachelorettes for next season. Oh, yes. Because the show starts this week. That's absolutely right. We'll be back with more uh, talks about it very soon. Very, very soon. I've got a couple of first impressions that I want to fire off. By the Bachelorettes, you mean the, I guess, the Bachelors? The, the Bachelorettes con- and the on Bachelors. The yes. Okay. Let's briefly do this. That's yes, true. Yes, definitely. Okay. So, let's go some first Okay. So, first impression of the cast as a whole. Yep. Um... Really weird. They decided to not cast any white men. <laughs> yeah, it's so which strange. Which is like really huge because normally there's at least a few. <laughs> yeah, I, but this time they've really um, gone the full gauntlet in the other direction, haven't yeah, they? Just a really great diverse cast of people from all over the world. A lot yep. of different cultural backgrounds, a lot of different like income backgrounds, and also like different genders and stuff like that. Absolutely, like, that people who identify in different ways. Right. Like, definitely, there's a man in here who's dated a man before. That's, sure. Yeah, you know. Um, and there's also one, uh, Xavier, who's wearing a kilt. Yes. Oh, yeah, diversity. we've got a kilt. We've also got a uh, a suit of armor, which makes me think maybe he's from a different time period. Oh, perhaps. Yes, that's good generational diversity. And then you'll note here, one of them is wearing bright red. Yes. Uh, is that Wes? Yeah, it's Auntie from the Bennies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I spot also a man named Robert, who is a um, body double for Jake Ellis. Oh, so much. He's like uh, if Jake Ellis and Luke had a baby. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be interesting to see if there are any stories about him. Yes. Now, the other people that we recognize and know from the show, Tate uh, is friends with my friend on Facebook, so we might have some goss there. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, so you've got like a friend of a friend of a friend sort of Literally, connection? Literally, yes. Wow, isn't that interesting? I know. Now, and the other one is uh, Patty, who on a season full of white dudes, mm-hmm. I was not sure that you could stand out as beige, but... <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh boy. He's got the lightest coloured hair. Mm. Uh, and he's got a funny little <laughs> So we're both just looking at the same picture right yes, now, which is the certainly. the full cast photo. Yeah. What's he doing with his hands there? It's very uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah. It's they like his... quite big hands. But they're not quite long enough to really fit anywhere. It's a little bit dinosaur y and it's a little bit marionette y. Mm. Mm. It's like he wants to be drumming on his thighs or something, <laughs> but he can't quite reach. Now, Nathan23 New South Wales definitely has family money tied up in horses. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brendan, I said on Twitter that he was like the sky weatherman. Um, in the helicopter. Mm, I but see that. I would like to change it to one hundred thousand and two hundred thousand and uh, come in. Oh, come in, he and, uh, has yeah, got an auctioneer. Uh, he is an auctioneer. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, obviously Audi Nick, mm-hmm. uh, Ivan, who is mocking us all by wearing a red bow tie. That doesn't make you distinguish in any way. And Charlie is the winner. Uh, yeah. I'm interested in Damien, who is 42 years old. Yeah, um, what's his vibe going to be? Well, I mean, it's, it, wouldn't it be interesting if there was a 42-year-old woman on this show? I time? know, I know. Once upon a time. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, it does seem like Damien is looking for his third divorce. So, mm. yeah, hopefully he'll be able to find that. And right next to him is uh, Dan. Mm, who goes home on night one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a goes home on night one type of face. He and that's really nothing does. against him. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. Yeah. Now, Danny doesn't have a goes home on night one type of face. He has a uh, goes to bed never type of face. <laughs> has not slept in any of his 39 years on the planet. No. And then maybe most fascinating of all, if just for the spelling of the name, we've got a man who may be called Shane. Uh, optimistically, I will pronounce his name Shane. Shane. Uh, but he does spell it C-H-E-Y-N-E. This is also our kilted friend. Yes, that's right. Of course, yeah. Also, yeah. he's he looks like Johnny Depp, so I hate him. <laughs> Did we get everyone? I think we've pretty much covered everyone. I think Daniel might be a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Pete, who has been so inconsequential that we have not named him. And Bill, who looks like... Uh, a cross between a ventriloquist dummy. I was just going to say, Bill I just Knight. watched the movie Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Which is, was not great, but it did, did have a good dummy character. He's got dead eyes. I think he? I just really want to give Bill a wedgie. Yeah. that's And I'm not a bully. No, you're not. I'm actually a big nerd, surprisingly <laughs> enough. I don't know if you can tell from, from this. Anyway, um, I feel like we're getting we're, we're going on a bit, and we, we better get on to the, uh, the Kelly segment. All right. I would love to talk to her, find out what she thinks about these bachelorettes as well. We'll bring her in. So we will be right back with you in just a moment, and, uh, and thank you for bearing with us. Keep going with the beat. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beef gives a feeling, earthly feeling, and I believe in the thing that grows. And the four right chords can make me cry. When I'm with you, I feel like I did die. I'm not to be alright. Alright. What was that? Oh, it was the bridge from, uh, I won't <laughs> Good. <laughs> Back soon. Bye. Well, it's the return of Kelly. Return of Kelly. Strap on your feet by 
cast off. <laughs> so we're back. Hello. Hi. Did you tell them that Max and I are fighting? Uh, I didn't specifically tell them that because I think at that point that we were recording the last bit, we assumed Max would be joining us for this second half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, so you know, now we've got a bit of a best of both worlds sort of situation going on. Well, we've had to divide the podcast. Right. And it, it's kind of like, in in a way, it's kind of like I couldn't decide which of the two hosts that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Mm. And I couldn't commit myself 100% to either of them. And so I've sort of gone for like a 50-50 option, which might piss off a lot of people. <laughs> Are you going to, in the end, uh, edit Max and I both out of the podcast and it's just going to be you? <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my ultimate plan. Um, that's the sort of the collector's edition or the director's cut of oh, The Bachelor of Hearts. Right. Oh, I love that. Well, what I wanted to, I wanted to tell people why um, Max and I are fighting, actually. Oh, that's great. Good. Because, yeah, um, people don't know. Yeah. Because, so, do you know, um, I don't know if you know, are you aware of what happened? No, I guess not. I, I mean, Max didn't really mention anything last time. I mean, time. yeah, it's a touchy subject. So, do you know um, that Meatloaf song, Paradise by the Dashboard Light? <laughs> Of course. I don't know why you're laughing. It's very serious. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's a duet song. Mm. Uh, and we had a big argument because I wanted, we were going to do this duet, um, you know, just for fun. Sure. We do that, Max and Like I. friends do. Yeah, yeah. You know. Like podcast co-hosts do. Yeah. It's a, it's a podcast thing. Like if you're sitting there at home listening and you're thinking, oh, I don't do that with my friend. You know, it's, you mm. know, it's, a, it's a host thing. Well, we're sort of a different category of people. Anyway, so I wanted to be Meatloaf, um, but Max wanted to be Meatloaf. Right. And And who's the other person in the duet? Okay, I don't... I can't remember quite who the person was on the recording because it changes. Like, it's that thing of, like, uh, every time I see Meatloaf performing alive, the person is very young. Oh, right. (laughs) Okay. A young woman. It's, like, the thing about... The Meatloaf touring band is that is they uh he keeps he getting older. Them. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that gross thing. Uh huh. Yeah, so that's why we've had to divide the podcast up. Well, that's understandable. Maybe I mean by the power of this podcast itself being released, mm. the two of you will realize that you weren't so different after all. Yeah. Um and uh, and then maybe we can hear that duet come to fruition when we cover Bachelor in Paradise in the on the back back seat light. What is it called? <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise <laughs> by the dashboard light. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Pretty good. Very good. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, we've got obviously the uh, big premiere of the Bachelorette. So right. Right around the corner. So I guess we'll have to see if we can patch things up before then. I certainly hope so, for for our listeners' sake, at the very least. <laughs> um, do you have any general sort of overview thoughts on the uh, the finale itself, or do you want to just like rip right into it? Let's rip right into it because I feel like everyone had the exact same feelings about the finale, <laughs> and that yeah. was it's good that Nick's alone because he's not allowed to date anyone until he learns how to speak to grown women. Wow. Yep. I mean, uh, that does pretty pretty largely echo the sentiments that um, we've been hearing from pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. Max was arguing maybe he, under these circumstances, which admittedly he put himself in, maybe he might have done the right thing. 
yeah. but in the in the worst possible way, which I think is pretty much how I feel too. I feel that way too. I feel like it's good that he didn't pick anyone. Um, mm. But it's really, I feel like we got this vibe. If you listen back to the past episode, we were definitely talking about how it just didn't feel like his heart was in it, you know, mm. through the whole mm. season. Um, so he could have stopped this at any point, but also right. is that not his fault? That could be, you know, the, the showrunners, the producers, whatever, you know. Yeah, there's him. a lot of gears turning, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, they've got to finish a season. Have we ever had a Bachelor uh, or Bachelorette not finish their season? No one has, like, abruptly cut it off. Yeah. There have been some sort of shocking endings like this one, which which Maxie and I were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, nothing where they just haven't fulfilled their obligation, you know, contractually. Yeah. Um, but I, now I'm feeling like just about anything is possible for this show's future, you know? Yeah, true. I think um, going off what happened uh, on the American Bachelor recently and yes. how uh, kind of like... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, off, off center. I don't know. Just how um, different that ending was. I mean, we, it was like a two-hour mm. ending that we've never seen before, and um, I think an excruciating sh- extravaganza. <laughs> oh my God, didn't we watch the whole thing? <laughs> we sure did. Um, I think Australia is just going to follow that. Really, we'll, mm. we'll get more and more surprises. It's almost like. The Bachelor format, like, do we think it just has to spiral into more and more chaos? Well, I was saying that, like, um, I don't remember if I said it on the podcast or to you in person that I think, I feel like I kept reiterating that, um, they're going to have to do something dramatic because it's been such a boring season. Yeah. I think you've said that on the podcast for sure. So, I mean, it's almost become predictable that when the season is bust, that something stupid's going to happen at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking a little bit more about the bachelorette casting, like the dudes that we've got coming up and oh, I'm seeing geez. a lot of, did you talk yeah. about that? We sure did. Oh, yeah. Dear. <laughs> Do you have any impressions you want to share on that too? Uh, no, but okay. So I was wondering, uh, the person that everyone's picked to win, what's his name? Charlie? No. It is. Mr. Perfect is Charlie's Mr. Yeah. 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 Okay. So like I've heard, I've been reading up on spoilers, um, because I like spoilers. Sure. Uh, And so I did read this one forum on the most random website that was saying that, um, that this is a a fake, like spoiler trail that that's been planted because he actually isn't Mr. Perfect. This guy's like got a huge ego and he's, he thinks that he's Mr. Perfect. So we're going to gear up and be like, Oh, here's Charlie. He's going to win. Mm. Um, but then in the first episode or so first couple of episodes, we're like, Oh my God, no, we hate him. He thinks that he's going to win and that's his, Mm. um, character. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like that. I mean, I like that bit of bluffing. Like I, I I think we've seen a lot of ads with like this knight in shining armor guy. Yeah. And it it seems like, well, that's his night one gimmick. Like obviously he's a joke or whatever, Mm. but wouldn't it be kind of cool if he was like in the top three or whatever and that, you know, we had just been taken for a ride. Yeah. Well, um, what's his face brought in the donkey and one and Georgia. Right. With Lee and Georgia love. Yeah. Yeah, What's his face? (laughs) Right. I think his name was Shrek. (laughs) So, I mean, anything's possible. 
Yeah. And um, as definitely proven by this very strange finale, which, um, yeah, let's, um, let's just dive right in. Let's dive in. Two. Oh, Kelly, do you want to say it? Even though we're across state lines. The Bachelor Australia season six. Uh huh. Episode 16. Yeah, you got it. I did it. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So Osha welcomes us to the beautiful island paradise of New Caledonia. And we watch Nick at the airport so that Channel 10 can get their airline sponsorship money. <laughs> um, Nick has brought his ukulele as a carry-on and he mm. insists on playing it on the Travelator. Oh, God. This is poor form for we two people have, who spend um, some time in airports. I know. I was going to say, we have actually, we describe these type of people. They have a, a, a nickname, um, mm. the inconsiderate flyers, mm. uh, Johnny First Plane is what we'd call him. <laughs> Oh, because they want to be the first on the plane or No, the no, plane? no, because it's their first ever time traveling, obviously, oh, because they have right. no concept of, of what's going on around them. You know, yeah. it's the type of people that take a long time to go through security, have coins mm. in their pocket, like mm. they'll get on the plane and like dick around, they'll mm. like do all this dumb shit, play ukuleles on travelators. They're the Johnny first planes. Yeah. They don't know how to travel. <laughs> well... <laughs> We also hear Nick narrating about how he, uh, quote, said, I would hit it with pace, and that's what I've done. Oh, um, my God. So, drink if you're playing that game. <laughs> he talks about how Brit is a cracking sort, while, on the other hand, Sophie has amazing energy, and she's just beautiful. So, you know, we're really setting the, the score here. He really knows them at this point, doesn't he? Yeah, and I really feel like as an audience member, we know the differences between them as well. There's, you know what, that's so spot on is that like, there's, there's, they, we know equally the same amount um, about the two girls, and I just, they, if they, either of them had won, it wouldn't have affected me in any way. Right. Yeah. If, I hate to say they were they're so interchangeable like that, but that's the the little that we know about them. Well, that's it. I'm sure they're very different people, but the way that they've been portrayed... And maybe that's deliberate because they would have probably known that he wasn't going to end up with either of them. Yeah. So they didn't... But, you know, if you're covering your bases by making sure no one knows too much about the main characters in your TV show, you've done something wrong. So the uh, the score that plays under Sophie's little highlight reel at the start here has a melody that's played on an Irish whistle for some fucking Oh, reason. I remember you getting really angry about this. I was just so confused. She's not Irish. Are you sure? Well, I guess I don't know. Wouldn't that be an interesting thing for them to have told us about? <laughs> but imagine if Brit's music was played on like a sitar or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Maybe there were heaps of like royalty problems and they had to get... <laughs> like most instruments were too expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's worth noting that even in this opening narration, Nick starts framing questions like this. He says, is one of, is one of these amazing girls going to be the woman that I grow old with? Mm. So it's like, I, when I was rewatching this episode, I was like, oh, maybe they are preparing us for this. In a, in a oh, they were way. totally preparing us for it. Yeah. Well, um, there's even less interesting narration from both Brit and Sophie as they board their flights. Um, speaking of board... Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, at this point, Nick's family rocks up. So, it's his dad, Mark, his sister, Bernadette, and two brothers, whose names I don't care about. <laughs> and we've realised that Nick, his, his curly hair is definitely a perm. Right, because none of his family look like him. None of his family look like him, which is fine. I guess that happens, but it was... 
He's got. It such was a surprise. A, it was a surprise. He's got such a distinctive look, you know. Right, and they talk like him. Like they use yeah. some of his phrases and stuff. Yeah, it's so strange. Mm. Nick's dad, Mark, mentions Nick looks quote emotionally older. Like he's come quite a long way on this journey, which I thought was interesting because <laughs> it's like, ah, well, he? <laughs> not a lot of people are going to uh, agree with that at the end of this. Um, but after Nick tells his family about Sophie and Britt, his sister Bernadette immediately asks about Brooke, who they met back in episode five and fully expected to make it to the end. And Nick sort of fibs to them. He says, um, she said, I can't be here. I miss my family. I wanted what? her to stay around, Did but I wasn't actually? going to let... This is what he said. He said, I wanted I her to stay around, this. but I wasn't going to let my selfishness get in the way of her happiness. So painfully, I let her go. That's not exactly the conversation we saw. Maybe we saw a very edited version of the conversation. Maybe, Maybe? there was more to it. I mean, I'm sure there was more to the conversation, but this really feels like Nick is just kind of reframing the narrative so he seems like a better per. Or, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, what do his parents care if, if one of them ditched him, you know? Well, yeah, I did that amazing tweet about... <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, they're all amazing. Thank you so much. Every tweet. Every single tweet on every, Twitter every is amazing. Oh, you know, let's remember that Kanye West is on Twitter. That's true. There are a lot of very dangerous people. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. Try- yeah, we've got lots of people that don't do great tweets. Mm. So, but anyway, I- I'm not one of them. No. I did the tweet about the um, family wanting Britney like they asked for Coke, but got Sophie and Brit. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and got Pepsi instead. And <laughs> You could see it on their faces. They were like, yep. where, where is Brooke? Mm. These girls? They've been served up, like, leftovers instead of a banquet or whatever. You're trying to rewrite the metaphor that I... (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It's not as good either. (laughs) Well, anyway, it's time for Britt to sit down with Nick and the family. Um, And she handles handles herself pretty well. She cracks them up straight away with a joke. Um, And then Mark, um, uh, Nick's dad, tells her, I can understand why Nick might have said, she's not a bad sort. I think I'll hook up with her for a bit. Which is a bit yuck, but then directly after that, Britt says Nick's family reminds her of her own. So does her dad like awkwardly crack onto her at the dinner table as well? That was so awkward. Nick's dad was inappropriate. It was yuck. Yeah, he was inappropriate to Sophie, I feel, at at, at a time as well. Mm, I think, yeah, I guess he was just trying to like lighten the mood or something, but it was just not the right... It was yucky. Mm. Well, Bernadette pulls Britt aside for a one-on-one chat. Um, she wants to know if the couple have talked about their future together. It's funny to me that Brit is posed this question when it seems like Nick is the one who's normally like resistant to actually have these discussions. Mm. Um, but I guess there's no opportunity for Bernadette to be like, hey, Nick, are you doing this right? Um, Brit says she wants to have kids and dogs and veggies growing in the garden within the next few years. Um, and then this discussion with Nick's sister seems to make her realize how special Nick is to her. And she says, now I'm like, I do love him. Like, it's there. So Bernadette essentially tells Britt to tell Nick that she loves him. And then with a really overfull glass of champagne, she says, you know what? Here's to love, girl. <laughs> it's like when you're um, at school and you're like, can you tell your friend that I love them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need a conduit. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I'd love to do that now. 
I don't know. No, I mean, no one in particular. Like, mm. if it was appropriate in your mid-twenties. Oh, I see. Just to send someone after them. and. I guess we have apps that tell the person. I was going to say, that's Mark Zuckerberg, my yeah. friend. Or, you know, whoever runs So, Tinder is essentially apps. you telling your friend... <laughs> Hey, yeah, that's this? basically can what it is. Can you tell this person that I think they're cute? Yeah, and if it seems like they're not into it, don't tell them I said anything. Yeah, just tell them yeah. it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also this fairly awkward scene where Nick is sitting right next to Brett and saying that he thought the decision would be easier and his thoughts would be clearer by this point and she just oh. has to sit there and look uncomfortable. Both of these family... I mean, we're going to get to it, but like both of these family... Um, meetings, meetings, I don't know, dinners, whatever they were mm. doing, is so, are so flat and awkward. Yeah, yeah. I was so confused. Um, it was yuck. It was yuck. And, like, mm. I, it, it was just so uncomfortable. I feel like Nick was uncomfortable, the family was uncomfortable, and the girls were uncomfortable. Mm. It was the strangest um, finale Truly, yeah. As and and we've seen a bunch of them at this point, and yeah. they do follow a pretty rigid formula. And this, I mean, this was formulaic, but just the way that like they this was the footage they had to work with, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, now it's Sophie's turn to meet the family. Um, Bernadette is the first one to pick up on Sophie's energy and her adventurous spirit, saying she brings out Nick's inner child. How wonderful. Um, and then Luke, Nick's brother, pulls her aside for a solo chat, and he says, "You must be feeling, you must be feeling pretty vulnerable right you now. You must be peeling because it's quite. <laughs> We're making mashed potatoes, and someone's got to do it." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Sophie replies, "You're definitely just putting everything out there, and getting to this point where you actually grow feelings for Nick, you need to let him know, and he can't give you much back." It's just super weird to hear her saying this in the second person when she's talking to Nick's brother. Yeah. I reckon that's because, like, she hasn't really had a proper conversation or these, like, exchanges with Nick in person. So, it's, like, all um, theoretical almost. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, it feels like, because she's saying, you know... Um, you need to let him know he can't give you much back, that kind of thing. These sound like things she has heard from a producer a bunch of times and oh, is just yeah. repeating verbatim. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he asks, do you love him? And Sophie says, well, I'm scared to say that with another girl here, but yeah, he just keeps growing on me and I just keep falling more and more for him. And I just and don't believe it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she's not ready to say it. Um, which, you know, I mean, you understand in this situation and particularly given Nick's responses to her and that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, um, she starts getting a bit emotional at this point. She says, and the situation is tough, especially when feelings get involved, which is odd because it's like by this point, normally feelings would have been involved for a little while. Mm. But she says, I just long for the day where it will just be me and Nick alone. Well, keep longing, Sophie. Yeah, exactly. It may never come. Um, So now Nick debriefs with his family. Luke says, Nick's in a bastard of a situation, telling him, quote, you've got to make a decision. Which one is more valuable than the other? I hated that. (laughs) Isn't it weird? It's like he's talking about, like, shiny Pokemon cards or something. I know. I absolutely hated that. More valuable, like... I just there's so much wrong. There's so much to unpack in that. Mm. Not the way that you need to be describing like deciding between two different 
Ooh. Right, and the person that you choose isn't you don't choose them because they're more valuable than the other exactly. one. Exactly, it's so sick. That's like bizarre. not good sick, bad sick. Yeah. In in the moment Bernadette says, "I don't necessarily know that either one is the complete package for him, but that's up to him to make the right decision for Wasn't himself." Wasn't that the biggest penny drop moment for the for watching the finale and and I feel like that's when I I sort of knew. Yeah. Something was up. Something is up. Yeah. Um, it is funny that she says that in, in the moment, but she doesn't express that to Nick, though. I feel like they're a family who don't know how to express their, their thoughts and feelings and emotions. And <laughs> that's maybe a that's shocking where, discovery, that's yeah. That's where Nick gets it from. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> well, the last word goes to Nick's dad, who says, quote, I'm 100% confident you will make the right decision whichever way it goes, and we've got your back. Hmm. Hmm. Frustratingly, there is one last date with both women um, so that they can sell some more ad space, I guess, and stretch the thing out a bit longer. <laughs> oh, it's um, so cliche. I mean, it's The Bachelor. Yes. And th- these finales are always way too long and they're always stuff full of filler. And it was just, I don't know if you wrote any of this down, but the like voiceovers mm. were so confusing. <laughs> Yeah, they. I, at a certain point, I just got frustrated and decided to stop writing notes. <laughs> but um, I mean, because we're watching him be quite physical. Mm. They're like getting hot and heavy, especially yeah. him and Sophie. Yeah. Um. Well, Sophie's up first, um, and she strolls along the beach before the camera pans over to Nick as he whooshes up to her on a jet ski. He whooshes. He does. Is a jet ski a boat? Does this count as a boat date? I think we should count it. Yeah, classic <laughs> Sophie Water date. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's her whole thing, right? It's her only thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it feels handy at this point because it's like <laughs> we're doing this New Caledonia tourism campaign date that, and, uh, you know, that it's very handy. It's surrounded by water and uh, that's her favorite thing. <laughs> So we watch all these gorgeous, you know, drone shots of them fanging it across the clear blue water and the coral reefs before they arrive at a picturesque beach um, where Nick throws Sophie over his shoulder and does this embarrassing French accent for her. Totally unnecessary. He's like, Sophie, my dear, from the moment I first met you, my heart pumped many beats. Um, And then we watch them... Just making out on the shore. Like, that's the date, basically. Uh, it was so strange. Yes. And stressful as well, because I was worrying about Nick's mic pack, which is clearly visible, and it's like a couple of centimetres from the water. <laughs> Fucking audio nerds. Well, it was freaking me out. If someone did that with our podcast gear... Is that what happened to your computer? Oh, we're going to talk about the computer. <laughs> well, I mentioned it earlier. Oh, did you? <laughs> just said you had a technical issue that's all my life is one big technical issue wow i um tried dunked to, your whole life in the water i tried to update my computer and i got um like that white apple screen stuck this is very interesting anyway <laughs> moral of the story is that whenever i try, <laughs> if you're making out on the beach don't bring your laptop <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, later at a fireside batchy couch with about 150 different kinds of cheese on a platter, uh, it is really, actually, absolutely Sophie's last chance to say, I love you. And there's a fair bit of talking around like it. And on television. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, in the, in the contest, I guess, <laughs> is what I mean. 
Um, but I, I, what the thing that stuck out to me here is that Nick is so unresponsive. And so Sophie um, just kind of has to talk yeah. and talk and talk. She says, when I truly think about us and I evaluate myself and the way I'm acting and how much fun I'm having, I have made so much progression with you. It's clear that I'm obviously falling like in love with you. Interesting. And that is like wild. It's just been unreal. It's been amazing. And then again, instead of saying anything at all, he just leans in and kisses her. Yeah, this is... Because at this stage, right, it's quite normal for The Bachelors to be like this throughout the season. They don't say much. That's quite a normal move that we've seen before. But it's like once you get to the finale, this is where it gets... They they get wordier. Yeah, and you can't have people just wondering whether or not he likes them at all. No, and that's what we were getting. It's like... Yeah. Gosh, it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, and we watched them make out for like a full minute as well if we weren't feeling uncomfortable enough. Oh my goodness. And then Sophie keeps saying things like, when I'm with you, I just don't want to leave your side. And then Nick keeps saying things like... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, at the very end of this segment, he tells her, I'm glad you're here. I'm very happy you're here with me. And then they just go back to kissing. That's all he has to say. He really... He's such a disappointing bachelor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because because part of the appeal of Nick was that he had this fun way with words. Yeah. And he has a lot of, like, interesting slang and vernacular. And, and, and he presence. has a lot of personality and presence. Right. And it's just nowhere to be seen in this finale. Do you think that he's just, like, do we think it's anxiety mixed with, like, nerves mixed with, you know, like, not wanting to be there? I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that all of that stuff is running through his head. Yeah. And and I would probably not handle this situation well either, sure, mm. if I knew I was going to have to do a thing like this. Yeah. But I also wouldn't sign up for it and put myself in this position and all that stuff, you know? Exactly. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Courtney and Georgia Love season, how um, he was quite mm. closed off. And then um, when he left the show, I think he came out and did an interview talking about how... He found it really difficult um, to express himself uh, in that yeah. high-pressure situation, but also particularly in front of the cameras. So I guess like with Nick, maybe that's what it was as well. It was the the pressure and mm. also having to maybe coming to the realization that he's about to not pick anyone or n- maybe not even mm. that before that, that he isn't in love with anyone. Because you know yeah. what? Like I was saying that we were talking about him being in love with Brooke but I actually think if she was in the end, he wouldn't choose her. He wouldn't have chosen her either because yeah. on reflection, when she left and she asked him to give her more, he mm. couldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. And, and we were already getting like that, that hint. I think, yeah, if you were to go back and watch that moment and then watch him now and the things he's saying to these women, it's yeah. much of the same. Right, yeah. So it seems like he was already there at that point where he kind of knew maybe that no one there was right for him. Yeah. I think the Courtney comparison's interesting because I, I remember Courtney um, 
quite well. And I and I think the thing with Courtney is he was sort of learning as it was happening that he yes. wasn't really going to be able to do it yeah. and that he wasn't super comfortable in that environment and that kind of thing, which I have, a, you know, I can really relate to that. It was really I, relatable and really fair. You know, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. But I think with Nick, the thing is, he's such a public figure already. He's so familiar with being on camera and all that sort of stuff that all of those excuses sort of seem to go out the window. And it is just about him not being able to be emotionally vulnerable in that situation. Yeah. Which, you know, he's a football player. Right. It's and it's not... and it's a toxic masculinity thing that, you know, exactly. like all sorts of dudes have problems with this stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I think we were hoping that he would be able to lead by example and, you know, open up the conversation a bit more broadly and that kind of thing. And, well, we're and talking unfortunately... about The Bachelor. I mean, like, you always yes. hope that it's going to be this, like, shining beacon of light and, and, and mm. introduce new concepts to the Australian public that maybe need to, to understand, you know, yeah, different things. But it, it never does. It always, I feel like, um, as much as, you know... I love watching and talking about The Bachelor. It always mm. does disappoint me in these moments where they could be really good. I'm thinking, like, with Courtney's anxiety, that could have been something they could have addressed and talked about, and it could mm. have been an interesting conversation. Um, with Megan's bisexuality in Bachelor in Paradise, it's like, and, and now with this, with, like, Nick not being able to express his emotions... And that mm. potentially being an exploration of, yeah, the toxic masculinity and, and especially in football. Mm. Mm. But they never, they, they never do. They never no, do what they're I not want interested them to. In that. No. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. The, the Bachelor will always be disappointing and we will always be a little too optimistic. <laughs> I think neither, neither of the, it's an un, unstoppable force in any movable object sort of situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's Brit's turn. Um, Nick arrives to meet her by helicopter, the other bachelor transport <laughs> option. Um, and they're going to get in the chopper and have a look at what some of, uh, Nick calls New Caledonia's amazing coastal views and mountain terrain. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, they land at Namira Farm, which traveler.com.au describes as where you can get a taste of France without leaving the Pacific. <laughs> I did some research for no reason. Are you getting paid by <laughs> tourism Maybe. in Caledonia now? Well, the thing is, their pre- their previous sort of tourism ambassador, uh, Nick Cummins, is uh, slightly less popular these days than he was a couple of weeks ago. Do you think so. that it affects the tourism because you didn't pick anyone? Like maybe I wonder. Now, I don't want to go because I won't fall in love. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it must just be like, yeah, New Caledonia. Like, they needed to show off a lot of things about it to cancel that out, I guess. True, and, and there uh, was a lot of that. I think that's why it was such a yawn fest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was like watching they... Getaway. <laughs> really did feel like that. <laughs> um, their helicopter touches down on a love heart-shaped crop circle. Maybe put there by, like, a particularly Aliens. amorous alien. Yeah. Um, and they make their way to a treehouse in the middle of nowhere, overlooking the nearby mountain range. And they kiss a little bit, and that's it. They the sun sets, and then they're at a batchy couch somewhere else with another cheese board. <sighs> Do you think? I wonder if Nick, like after all these, or any bachelor, I guess, after all these dates, like get any digestive issues from eating all this dairy, or like really weird dreams, you know, like oh cheese yeah, dreams? cheese dreams. Yeah. I wonder if maybe he had a cheese, a horrible cheese nightmare, and that's yeah. when he realised that he was not going to be able to follow through with either of these women. Maybe. 
would make a lot of sense. (laughs) Maybe the true message of this season is that people should stop eating dairy. I think, you know, if we take anything away from (laughs) this season of The Bachelor, it's that don't eat cheese or dairy products. Mm. You'll end up alone. Right, exactly. You'll be stranded on an island uh, feeling sorry for yourself. So, at this point, Britt starts monologuing to a very unresponsive Nick, uh, saying, surprise, I think you're an in- surprise. <laughs> yeah, I think you're an incredible human. I haven't settled for someone before now because I've been looking for the right thing. And you just fell into my life and everything made sense. I feel like it you were my... It didn't just fall into your <laughs> life. You went on a fucking... <sighs> yes. No, I think, yeah, she's kind of got her blinders up, um, hoping for a happy outcome here, you know? Yeah. Um, and and obviously, this isn't her fault. Like, she's all of this stuff being reinforced. Fault. Yeah, and I totally think that they've got... I think what makes me a bit frustrated is that I think that the producers would have been well aware at this point that he wasn't going to pick either of them. Yeah, I yeah. think the girls had no idea. And yeah, they were, totally. they were never going to tell them so we got the reaction that we did like, right so they're letting these girls <laughs> believe that he loves one of them you know mm. and they and every action and everything they say leading up to it is so reinforcing that yeah she's like i feel like you're my reason i have zero doubt i am falling in love with you head over heels and i absolutely don't want that to stop and all this goes on for a really long time, and Nick is just totally silent, and then he says, oh my gosh, at the end, and then they make out for a little while. After a beat, Nick says, oh, Brit, um, I want all the same things you do. You are what I would see as a complete package, but I just don't know if the timelines match. Ouch. Yeah. What so, does that I mean. mean? So, for one thing, he says that he believes she's a complete package, which I would think means that that's it. Like You're everything. Yeah. You can't be the complete package if you're not going to end up together, if you're not even going to try dating, you know? Yeah, that's the thing is it's like... He, he, well, he didn't just not propose. He was like, I don't want to date either of you. Exactly. He's like, I literally can't bring myself to even do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And what are the timelines, you know? Yeah. Like, the timelines do match because you both agreed to go on this program together <laughs> and date. I don't, you know. Britt says, I feel like maybe you're overthinking this. You've literally just said to me that I'm the whole package. And Nick, he's like, he's grabbing at straws, I guess. He tells her, when I look at you, you just ooze a complete energy. It's complete. It's happy. It's satisfied. And it's ready. And when I feel that, I want that. But the doubt is around me. It's me on me. And then, so I hate this because Brit is forced to console him. Like, Uh he's the victim here. And she's like, I know whatever you choose will be right for you. Hopefully it's me. But if it's not, I'll just deal with that. Um, Which is something that I've never seen in a finale before, right? Right. Like, I've never seen a conversation like this happen Mm. at this point of the game. Well, yeah, exactly. She goes, it's scary how perfect it is. It's almost unbelievable. But don't try and find a reason for it to not be what it is. That's all I can say. And then that's... strange. That's it. That's it. So we watch Nick and the women getting dressed in this little montage we see every time. 
Yeah. In in the moment, Brit says, basically, he'll tell one of us that it's not right, and he'll tell one of us that it's everything, which <laughs> seems so <laughs> ominous. Um, That's how life I, works. <laughs> yeah. Um, I start looking for positives, and I'm like, well, I like Brit's dress. Um, <laughs> oh, they both look stunning. They do. They really do. Um, annoyingly, Nick's voiceover says, I don't want a girlfriend. I want a life partner. Next time I say, I love you. I want it to be for keeps for real. I just want it now. I know I'm ready. So he actually said that <laughs> and we watch him, going on? we watch him open up a box provided by the ring sponsor for the show who, um, they like sent out a sponsored tweet on the day of to be like, we can't wait to see who Nick gives his ring to. Oh my God. So they didn't even know. They weren't in on the loop. I don't know. Unless, well, on the loop, that's funny because it's a ring. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if they maybe did. And like, this is just part of the deal for them. Maybe they got a cheaper, you know, they didn't have to provide as good of a ring. Oh, they probably got the ring back, I guess. Yeah. I mean, no one wanted it. Yeah. I mean, everyone wanted it, but. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They must be feeling a bit weird this week, right? <laughs> the, the ring people. Anyway, so, I mean, normally you can predict the outcome because the first one who comes out of the limo or whatever it is, is the one that's being said goodbye to. So, Sophie's the first one out of the fucking Hyundai. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Osha Ginsberg, who is still on the show, um, greets her with a bonjour, at which point all of Australia Googled the official language of New Caledonia and learned that it is, in fact, French. (laughs) Osha is very smart. He is very smart. Um, Sophie says she's more nervous than anything else, but Osha wishes her luck anyway as she walks up to Nick. Do we reckon Osha was in on it? I can't... I don't know. I don't know. I, like, at this moment, I was like, whatever, you know, he's got to treat the loser. But then, you know, when we get to the next one... I guess it's the second time, yeah. And he's so happy. Mm. Well, Nick begins this monologue, and and I'll apologize, but probably also um, people will be glad to hear that. I haven't written out the entire thing. Um, well, you'd have I, to write it out twice because he said pretty much the same, right? the same exact thing to both right? girls. I, could, I guess I could have just copied and pasted it, basically. <laughs> he says, I like you a lot, Sophie. And when I say those three words, the I love you bit, I want to mean it with all my heart because I know... Didn't when we I, cringe out loud when he said, I like you a lot? Yeah. I was yeah. just like, ooh. Yeah, all this stuff like stings. And it, ov- yeah. obviously it plays out... At a glacial pace. Like, it's yeah. really, really, really and slow. And the music is, like, yeah, painful. He says, I know when I do mean it with all my heart, my girl feels it with all her heart. Oh, no. I am mm. not able, with all my conscience, to wholeheartedly commit to you, dot, 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 right now. Which is super so weird. It's such an odd clarifier, because it's like, are you going to in a while? I don't like that's your chances, fuck, buddy. That's such a fuckboy thing to say. Right. Right now. He goes, at this point, at this time, our journey comes to an end. And really heartbreakingly, Sophie immediately says, Brittany is amazing. So, yeah, I wish you both the best of luck. I do. And then Nick says nothing. And they share a hug before Sophie walks away. He (sighs) could have told her at that point. He could have. He should have. There was no reason for him not to. Exactly. This stings. It stings to relive it on this podcast. It's my stomach. Uh, she's teary on the ride home. She says, Nick didn't really give me too much of an explanation at all, actually. 
I know that what Nick and I had was good, but, you know, I never knew what he had with Brit, and it must have been that bit better, so... <sighs> I love that this is the edit they've done. Like, yeah. oh, Brittany is amazing, and Nick is amazing, and I know that they will be amazing together. <laughs> if it's not me, know? then I would hope it was someone like Brit. <sighs> like, the fact that she just spontaneously said all that stuff in the limo, they must have been, like... Yes. Tickled pink. I know. So cool. It's Brit then, right? Brit's next, right? Here she right? comes. Osha's Here happy. She comes. Osha says, I don't want to make mate. I'm sorry. I don't want to make you wait any longer. And it, I, yeah, I like, I don't, it doesn't seem like he knows what's about to happen. Although. Surely he would. Well, I wouldn't doubt his ability to act in this type of situation either. Exactly. Like, and like, you know, the music was gearing up like she was about to be wifey. Yeah, yeah. They weren't letting you know for sure. They were building that tension right to yeah, the end. Right to the end. Nick starts telling Brit, you know, when I say to you you're an amazing woman, what you've been through and the way you are now, I've developed strong feelings for you, Brittany, and I know you're ready. When I say those three words, I want to really mean it. And uh, from this point forward, I won't be entering into any relationships if I can't give 100% of me. Because I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I'm looking for a life partner. And right now, and this is, you and I are like on the couch together, like white knuckle, like bare, know. you know, gritting our teeth. And he says, right now, I can't give 100% of me to you. I know. That was like record scratch. We started screaming. We blood screamed. pouring out of the walls. We got on TV. We screamed so loud. We did. We did. Oh, maybe we talk about that now. Yeah. The little clip. I can't believe you didn't mention it first thing. Uh, well, I guess I wanted to, to talk about it with you, um, us being famous TV people. I think that's also why Max is... Um, Beefing with you? Yeah, because he's jealous. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah, um, yeah if, you didn't, if you didn't catch it, we did a little uh, Instagram video slash tweet or whatever of just this little five-second clip of us screaming in panic and terror. Uh, and uh, we was so beloved by the internet that we were uh, featured on uh, Channel 10's The Project. Uh, well, much we like, whole... yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, much like the Honey Badger himself, just a few days right. after. Yeah, because we did a whole um, reaction video to the finale. Right, we shot for like fifteen minutes. I still yeah. haven't posted that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like we were setting that up to to scream at that moment. No. It seems like a setup. No, we. Oh were, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we I didn't were think filming. Um, we were filming our reactions to to Nick, um, you know, picking mm. the, the final person. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's it. Caught us kind of, even though we kind of knew that it was going to happen. I think yeah. the way that it happened, right, and, and the bluntness, said, I guess, the, how blunt he was. Mm. We just lost it. I screamed. Yeah. He keeps going. He goes, my head is very cloudy right now. I'm a little bit lost. And because of that, I have to say that this time has come to an end and let you go. You don't have to say anything. I have a heavy heart right now. Both of you are amazing women and trying to find my way in that cloud is too much for me right now. So he basically does tell Brit that he hasn't picked either of them. But I don't think she picks up on it straight away. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a bit confusing. Yeah. He doesn't make it clear enough, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but in, in the moment, Nick tells the camera, I just know in my heart that I did the right thing. They are two amazing women that are walking out of my life right now. It wouldn't be fair to enter into something that a few months down the track could break her heart. 
And then in her limo ride home, we watch Brit learning that he picked no one. Yeah. And she says, I'm confused. He literally picked no one. He didn't pick Sophie. And then there's a big pause. And then she says, what a giant waste of time that was. I can't believe I shaved my legs for this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Sabia, I can't believe we shaved our legs for this season of The Bachelor. I can't believe Australia shaved its legs for this season of The Bachelor. Ridiculous. So, and then she's told by a producer that Sophie doesn't know, and she insists on going to tell Sophie herself. Yeah. This reeks of um, the latest season of American Bachelor, that weird kind of like behind the scenes. And they love doing this stuff now as well. It reminded me a lot of the the American finale this bit. Mm. And I guess it is this little sort of silver lining moment where you get a little bit of, like, female friendship. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were saying this is the saving grace of the episode. And it I was. Think, I think it I was. think I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Except I think the show has so completely deprioritized the relationships between the women, yeah. like, throughout the whole season, throughout probably the last few seasons, yeah. that it, it's nowhere near as meaningful as it could be. No, I agree. I yeah. think if there was any foundation of Sophie and Brit having any kind of relationship with each other at all, yeah, this thing would would be a uh, hundred times more meaningful to me. But I yeah. I still enjoy it. Um, we watch them embrace one another, and Sophie cries into Brit's shoulder. Brit says, "I have something to tell you," and it's almost laughable. He didn't pick me either. He picked nobody. And they both start laughing. They're both pretty like pretty obviously in shock. Yeah. Um, uh, Britt says, he said basically he was not ready to give himself to anybody. And Sophie, who has probably the best line of the, uh, of the episode, and she's the voice of the audience, says, I'm sorry, but are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't just pick somebody that he thinks he could grow? Like, nothing? Nothing. And Britt goes, I don't know what he's looking for. And Sophie goes, I feel sorry for him. Well, and yeah, Brit- I don't think he knows what he's looking for. Well, I think that's the big problem, isn't it? Is yeah. it maybe he had some um, some idea of how this was going to go down? Yeah. Maybe he thought that he was ready, and he, you know, he just learned along the way that it was really not the case. But I feel like it's a failure on his part, and it's a failure on the part of like the producers or whatever. There should be some screening process or something that just because you're a famous, popular football guy with a good personality, you know, that people enjoy, that men yeah. will watch the show because of or something. You have to still meet the fundamental requirement of the gig, which is wanting to date someone. I know. Because otherwise you're not a bachelor. (laughs) Well, Britt says, you know what? It's Nick's loss. And frankly, I agree. Um, Yeah. Can you imagine if we didn't have this moment and it was just cut seeing him? Like, they needed this so bad because... Because it was just so horrific. Yeah, it was horrific. Mm. And then, yeah. So this is basically just the final thing, and Nick gets this little sad sack. You know, I I guess I I I appreciate that they've given you know they've given him the last word. They have to. It's his show. Yeah. Um. And and it is about his brand and stuff like that. And if he can, you know, if he can uh, hang on to anything from this experience, then then I guess he's entitled to that but he sort of strolls sadly along the beach and his voiceover says i came into this thinking what could go wrong the odds are in me favor here i am standing at the end here thinking i know what i want in a woman but am i ready 
I came here for a chance at love and now I'm going to have to start again. Are you but, ready? Mm. I just like, I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just like, you, 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 you wasted your chance. Oh dear. Yeah. So and that was it. That's it. That's the bummer ending of this bummer it was season. A bummer. I feel yeah. like I wasted so much time. <laughs> the um the sentiment that I shared with shared with Max earlier, and our listeners will have heard it already, but um I I told them that anyone who feels like their time has been wasted um on this season on The Bachelor, just watching the program and stuff like that, clearly hasn't been listening to our podcast. True. I wasn't listening. I was away. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it you didn't waste. Out. Yeah. Exactly. So once you go back and listen to all those episodes, <laughs> I'll, uh, you'll feel much in. better about what it. What I I'm have sure. been doing. Mm. Speaking of time wasting. Okay. Uh, is I've been researching Cass and Nick's relationship. Oh, I would love to hear about this. I haven't got any. Like I haven't. I haven't got anything. No. <laughs> it's really. It's. It's quite difficult. Um, but. What I have found is that there's a few months last year um, where I feel like there's been lots of posts deleted. Mm. Is the gen- I think we need to do an episode about this. Yeah. We need to okay. do a case file episode. Oh, I would love that. We can spin it off like a true crime sort of thing. In, it's like a true crime thing. Okay. Yeah. And like, because the, the, I feel like there's posts deleted, there's suggestions, um... Things that like, oh, that, that's very Cass in that photo. You know what I mean? Mm, like mm. the horse. There's a, I, I sent uh, the threat of the group chat, a picture of Nick with a horse that looked so similar to Cass's, even though it wasn't identical. But it's like she has multiple horses. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, things like that. There was lots of dates, um, a picture of Cass at the beach on the exact same date that Nick is um, on the same beach. Right. Yeah, um, okay. There's uh, certainly a lot of breadcrumbs out there. And, there's and like, lots of breadcrumbs. They're both, like, they both went on, like, I think they both work with GoPro in some way. Uh-huh. So there's lots of situations where they're both kind of, like, um, working with GoPro at the exact same time. Right, being um, sort of brand ambassadors at the same events being, and stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Things like that um, that I'm still trying to put together. Um, there are certainly a lot of other sort of rumors and stuff circulating. Um, every gossip magazine has a different one on the front cover at the moment. Like it yeah. is still a big issue. Yeah. Um, so I think even though we are going to march right into doing Bachelorette coverage, I would love to come back and do a little um, you yeah. know, cold, cold case reinvestigation of some of this stuff. I know. I'm that meme of like um, that guy from that show to be as vague as Nick. I've got like um, my wall is pinning together all the all the um trails <laughs> <laughs> oh i see yeah the uh pepe sylvia or whatever it is, is yeah it not, yeah? yeah yeah i think that's it yeah. yeah um that's me at the moment sending you guys pictures of two horses at 1am in the morning saying is this the same horse and then <laughs> Highlighting markings on the fucking horse's face. We should share some of these pictures because they were they're a real treat. <laughs> a real insight into your mind as well, Kelly. Because <laughs> uh, what I've had to do, um, I mean, I mean, we'll get to this when we go to the episode. Is that because there's so much deleted, huge gaps in their social media? Quite normal for Bachelor contestants. Yeah. You know? um, but I've had to go onto uh, like Twitter and Instagram. 
mm. that's where I found a lot of the matches. So, like, for example, Nick will be tweeting that he's in a spot and then yeah. Cass had Instagrammed, where if you go on Nick's Instagram, he didn't post that he was, you know, like, they've, yeah, been, yeah. they've been, like, cleansing in a way. So, mm. um, yeah, finally, my talent of stalking people on the internet. <laughs> well, I can't wait. Um, and I can't wait for our Bachelorette coverage to start. It is coming up very soon. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining me for this another wonderful and strange finale episode. I hope that the recording's okay and my voice sounds all right on this. Kelly, you sound fantastic. No, but you you're sound... hearing me not through what I'm recording. No, through. but Kelly, you sounded terrific the whole time. Oh my so God, thank you so much. You're very welcome. I did my vocal warm-ups before the podcast. Oh, well, it paid off. Um, young, 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 I, young, young. Is that one of them? Yeah. Have you got another one you want to show us? <gasps> Laughing is contagious and is advantageous. Ha, 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 <laughs> Oh my God, you better cut that out. No way. That's the <laughs> motto of this podcast going forward. Oh my God. All right. Um, look, I mean, you know where to find us online. Um, if you made it this far, just uh, tell some people to check it out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Leave some reviews of which part of the podcast that you liked better than Max. Oh, true. It's like a, um, we'll do a, a choose, your, no, it's not a choose your own adventure. It's like a. <laughs> what if we do it like a Twitter poll or something? <laughs> oh my God, please. I'm going to really push. Oh yeah. Well, you, you're push stacking it. the odds in your favor, I guess. Um. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, the other thing is we're going to do a Bachelorette. We're going to start over from scratch. Um, yep. So if you made it this far, you're probably a big fan. Why not tell someone to check out that? I'm sure it'll be better. <laughs> it'll hold together a bit better than this anyway. But I'm sleepy and I want to go to bed and I'm fed up with talking about Nick. I'm glad to put him to bed. Goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick. And uh, and goodbye, Kelly. And goodbye, listeners. Goodbye. We wish you all the very best and uh, and please take care of each other and uh, whatever the last thing is. Okay, I'm going to press stop on this recording. Okay, bye-bye. Moment.